Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. What a, what a guest we have tonight, fresh off a massive victory in the Nines tournament. We're going to talk about that, but um, also probably one of the, the most loved plays in the game. Uh, his career, he's a bit of a journeyman, but he's been around the traps, and a lot of, a lot of players, when they hear his name, they get a big smile on his face. He's been at the Dragons, the Sharks, the Panthers, uh, the Warriors, and, and the Mighty Eagles, but our guest on the Spirit of Sport tonight is the one and only Jeremy Lattimore. Jeremy, thanks for joining us, mate. Big Timmy, mate. I'm uh, very humbled by that intro and uh, always, always great to chat with you, my brother. Mate, let's, let's talk straight away about the, the nines. What, what, a, what a moment in your career. <laughs> mate, <laughs> you know what? Wait, one of my claims to fame is I led the Penrith Panthers at the 2016 nines tournament. Um, I don't know how. It's probably not my forte, but <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's not go back down memory lane. Let's just go back for two weeks. And, no, no, right, this whole show is memory lane. We're going to get there. Don't you worry. But let's start with start with the recent one, victory. Um, Anthony Mitchell, we had him on our show a couple of weeks ago talking about the nines. Um, great, great involvement, uh, great initiative, but also great um, involvement by a lot of XNRL players. Um, and you were leading the charge, and you came away with it, with a the big prize. What was that like? Mate, it was awesome. Mate, um, so I'm involved in a company called Unite, um, which, you know, we did the apparel for the uh, Nines tournament. So obviously that was a quite quite an exciting light weekend. We did the goggles for the Panthers last year, but we're sort of looking at that as our a massive launch into this season. And all that went fantastic. And yeah. mate, I did, hey, I've been manifesting, right? And I had written down for that to be a success. And then I also had the, uh, you know, win the Nines with the Southern Sharks. Just throwing the dart at the dart. Wait, wait, wait. Let's press pause. Let's press pause. We'll get to the Sharks soon. Let's let's not gloss over this Unite. No, let's, let's, this, this show, we're all for players promoting their, their, themselves and their businesses. Now, let's start again. I remember noticing Unite after the Panthers won the grand final and those goggles had yep. Unite all over them. So did you guys, was that your first kind of entry into the marketplace, those goggles? Yeah, no. So we did, uh, it started with doing stuff with Victor Radley back in um, tw- end of 22. Yeah. Um, the Victor Inflictor like merch and mate, that went really well. Um, sort of changed a few things, how we're doing the business. And um, the Nines was like obviously great brand. Uh, not the Nines, the, the, the Goggles was fantastic brand exposure. You know, every every photo of like Crichton, Luai and Cleary, even to this point in time, they're always wearing them Goggles after the grand final and on um, on the Mad Monday at the Panther Stadium. So we're still getting this free marketing and exposure, yeah, which is obviously... <laughs> and, and, and Lukey Lewis come up with that idea of the goggles. He's a bit of an idea, ideas man, Groover. Yep. Um, yeah, but then that that, that was... Uh, then, then two things were what we built it off. And then obviously now we've got a lot more stuff going on. We're doing a lot of team wear with uh, local club teams off the field. We don't have our on-field licence yet, yep. um, which that's something we'll probably look at getting down the track. Just had a, a great meeting with Fisher Harris and Moses Leota, actually, yeah. um, out in Penrith, and we're going to do some Bash Bros merch. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. that's good. That's good because yeah, so, I saw the Roasty uh, page other day say something about the Bash Brothers, and I, I straight away got nostalgic when I thought of the Mighty Ducks and those two guys. What a pairing! So they're they're good guys to work with. Mate, they're fantastic. And I've been talking to them for a few months and um, it's just obviously season's a few weeks away. So yep. just need to go out and see them boys and go over a few things. So that that's uh, pretty exciting, mate, because obviously they're, they're the two... Uh, probably, you'd probably say the two best props in the game now. They're, yeah. they're, just, yeah. and they're quite unassuming, but on the field, vicious, vicious men who um, are just relentless. And yeah. um, they've got such a following now. 
with what they've built out there. So I'm sure they'll absolutely kill it. Um, but, you know, the, the game's more than a game now. Like, they do have these off-field off persona, um, plus these brands that people want to wear them, you know. People want to be associated with the Bash Bros. So we're genuinely excited, and we're trying to bring that to life with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate, that, that's sort of... The, the Unite concept at the moment. There's okay. A few other things and the sorry, you said you have got your license one field, but is that something you're looking at? So like for junior footy teams, is that something that they could look at eventually and wear Unite gear? And that's obviously with, that was a non-section event, so it didn't matter, but um, yeah. we're doing team wear off the field, like the, the fan wear, which um, is going really good with a few clubs. So, awesome. you know, we, we're going to get to a point where we're probably going to have to bite that. Quite a mouth guard and uh, pay the licensing fee for the New South Wales Rugby League and the QRL and jump into that space. But um, yeah, mate, it's oh, mate, hey, Cutlets Football is doing our best. Oh, it's fantastic. Really well. Now let's get back to the Sharks. Let's keep going. So you get onto the field. You, what was your draw? Was it a hard draw to start off with? Mate, so just quickly, I'll touch on. So game one, right? We've, we've drawn Maddie Bowen's um, Dolphins. But Maddie Bowen and the boys couldn't come down from. Council. So they've recruited a team in two days. Ten guys turn up for the, the nine o'clock game on, on the Friday morning. And, mate, we've just put the queue in their ass and we're going to put 100 on these blokes. <laughs> mate, J- Jimmy Green, one of both mine and your mates, has yeah. gone and put on the, the MB1 Dolphins um, jersey. Yeah. Mate, they've shot out to a two-try lead in about five minutes. And um, nines is a long and, game, so that, that, that can hurt. No. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I, I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, I, I thought we're in massive Barney. And obviously, I've, I've gone into the tournament thinking, you know, we're, we're, we're in the top four of betting. But after the first half of that game, I said, we're going out in straight sets here today. Well, I, I, just, I was genuinely worried we weren't going to do anything. And we somehow come back and stole the win late. Um, and then anyway, I just brought out the, the, the Lionel Messi Argentina story from the World Cup. You know, they, I think they had a draw or lost their first World Cup game. So that was like our, 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 our war cry. <laughs> Argentina baby, and I'd give out a Lionel Messi award after every game for the best player, and um, yeah. obviously got our got our stuff together. Um, on on the Saturday, we're just we're great all day. Yeah. Obviously, only just beat the feeders team by a point. I think um, the reborn team we only beat by a point, but then in the final we won twenty one nil or twenty four nil. And oh, was it, it, it was, oh, how good's that? Yeah, saved the best performance for the last... But it was just one of those games where the ball bounced our way and it was just meant to be. Uh, and But, yeah, it was a lot of young boys. I think it was only myself and Jai Hitchcock with a bit of first-grade experience. And, yeah. You know, I mentioned there was probably 65, 70 boys with first-grade experience. We were one of the younger, um, less experienced teams. But the boys just bush players who love having a crack. So I wonder what fun, the market would have been. Really... I wonder what you'd have been priced at the start of it. Mate, after that first game, I reckon we blew out to 100 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds not, like I'm me for first try scorer. <laughs> mate, don't worry, I'm in the same boat. There, <laughs> but mate, Ant's created a fantastic product there, and you know, you know yourself. There's no rugby league in January, and um, from last year to this year, how much it's grown. I cannot wait to see it next year. No, I, I, and we told Ant on the show that a couple of weeks ago. It's amazing what he's done. Like the, the amount of buying he's got. It's a great concept, and everyone was just. It's that time of year. Everyone's hungry for something. Um, so it's great. Mate, I understand that. Yeah. Even Fish and Leota, you know, I'm like, mate, you could put a Bash, Pro team, Bash Bros team in next year. And they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be mad. Like, they got really excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. All right, now let's, let's rewind a bit. Let's go back in the, in the, in the time capsule. Um, let's, so I know you grew up, is it Port Macquarie you grew up in? Yeah, mate, grew up in Port Macquarie. What brought you to the big uh, smoke? Mate, literally, thankfully, rugby league. I, uh, I did my last HSC exam and I moved down, but I um, 
mate, you've probably heard it, and I love bringing it up. You know, I had a year off footy when I was 15 to, to chase my body boarding career, not bodybuilding. You know what my physique looks like, but bodyboarding. So Port Macquarie is renowned as a, as a bodyboarding capital of uh, Australia. So <laughs> I played my role in that at one point. Yep. Yeah, obviously, thankfully for Cronulla Sharks, they um, got me down to Sydney and then, yeah, fogged it out to... 2009 when I debuted with the uh, the man on the other end of the line here, Timmy Manor. Yeah, and, uh, round mate, 11, round 11 versus Rabbitohs. What do you what do you remember about that day? I can't remember that game at all. We, it was a, it was, I think it was the first golden point draw. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was the first golden point draw. So um, yeah, obviously they had Asatasi, Crocker, Kidwell, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was, I think it rained the whole game. Yeah. But yeah, it was, a, it was a draw. And I remember Ando put me on in the second, uh, in, in Golden Point. I thought, man, this is the best. But um, yeah, that, that was obviously before he's went on the run. I think when I went out of the team, you boys went on that extra run. Oh, <laughs> here we night. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, no, no, it was a good time out there. We, we had a really good crew, boys. Oh, man, it was a great crew. I've got, I've got so much fond memories of that crew. Like, the, And you just mentioned Jimmy then, um, Ants, but then, you know, Broderick Wright, all those, those boys that came through that generation, John O'Wright. Oh, really good, not just footy players, but humans as well. Um, you mate, you bounce they're, around they're a bit. They're my closest mates till today. That's like, awesome. They're, they're yeah, my closest mates from footy. And how so? How long were you at Power before you bounce around? Because I'm just looking now. It was five clubs that you end up at. Is there um, is there lessons you learn from each club? Is there something like what was the biggest difference between the, the different clubs you were at? Yep, so I think I was there three years, but, mate, honestly, like, I think that's how, you know, and you brought up, you know, I, I have a few friends from the game. I think I just learned to assimilate into squads, and I went to the Warriors after Penrith, uh, Parramatta, where, you know, it was a large island culture, um, islander culture and presence in the team, but obviously we had the Jimmy Maloney, the Shermanator, there was a, there was a fair <laughs> few Aussies back then, Michael Luck, and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, maybe that's, because I was a journeyman and disposable, I had to learn how to assimilate into groups and make mates. And um, I think that was the best thing. But, you know, you meet so many great people through rugby league and uh, so many life skills, right? You, you, you know, we're obviously not in an office, you know, working. We don't do uni degree. Well, I think both me and you ended up doing uni degrees, but, you know, we've had to, we're doing the job we love and the game we grew up playing. But yeah. you have to, you learn all these skills. You're getting judged on everything you do out on the field every single week. You're winning, you're losing. You're getting told by the coach you played shit. Um, you're getting people telling you how great you are at different times. And, you know, you, you have to manage all that. And, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a roller coaster, mate. And that's, I think you're in a group of boys, 30 boys every day, absolutely taking the mickey out of each other and ripping into each other. But uh, there's no HR department in a rugby league environment. So you have to, <laughs> you, you have to, yeah, you have to have very thick skin and, um, you know, learn to get on with it. Uh, you know, you play that shit on the weekend and, you know, you go into a coffee shop on the Monday, no one's even looking at you. But in your head, you're like, mate, everyone's looking at me. How about a shit game? Yeah, like, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And when you're in that bubble, you just assume like you, know, you make one error and everyone's talking about it all week. It's all, and then you get out of that bubble when you retire, you think no one cares. They couldn't care less. Mate, literally, no, no one <laughs> would even have the slightest idea or really care, but you're so far in your own yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you do realise that when you retire because certain call, certain people who were calling stop, drop off and stop calling you, which is fair enough. But you, you Which is also great. I actually like that because it kind of helped clean out the – your real mates versus the ones that were just using you when you were playing. Mate, hundred percent. You learn. You learn who the real ones are. Yeah. And um, mate, hundred percent. I would not change um, any part of my journey. I learned so much, and obviously, you know, that network now is helping me 
build a, a really successful career post rugby league. Yeah, and we're getting your post career now. But just before that, you you and I so we debuted the first year, and we sorry we debuted the same year, but we also retired the same year. Um, retirement was that something that sprung up on you? Because I feel like you still had plenty of like in your body still. Were you thinking about it long, or how did that come about? Nah, so mate, I'm I still played a bit of bush footy uh, last year for Mittagong, and obviously pulling them on for the nines. But uh, you know, it was probably good timing on my retirement. I wouldn't say leg speed was my thing or speed of the game. So I retired, COVID hit, and the game got quicker. So it was probably yeah. good, 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 good timing. But uh, at that point in time, mate, I was on minimum contract at the Dragons, and um, you know, I was just hanging in there. In saying that, my 2018 year was one of the better years I had in the NRL, but 2019. I, I was joining up for his yesterday. Actually, Tyson Pizzell took me out in North Queensland. He took out me medial. Yeah. Uh, and he like, because Jimmy Graham took a video of me running yesterday and got me here and sent it to like our WhatsApp. <laughs> and obviously, you've seen me run. I don't have the best running techie. And he goes, mate, looks like that knee's still playing up. And I'm like, well, mate, you ended my career. But, um, <laughs> oh. but, but to be fair, like the opportunity come up uh, in the Dragons partnerships team. Um, I had my mortgage broken there, sort of waiting for me to go. Yeah. Um, the dragon sort of said, you know, there might be something at the end of the year if you if you can just wait because obviously I wasn't a priority signing, which I understand. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to call it and have a crack uh, after footy. And yeah, um, obviously retired into a COVID world, so that first year or two was quite testing with, with a lot of things. But um, yeah. again, like I said, with rugby league, you go through a lot of stuff, and I think that helps you develop a lot of resilience and get used to a few curveballs here and there. Actually, I, I don't know. If I look back at it now, I reckon COVID helped me retire. Like, because the world kind of stopped the year we retired. So we retired, and a couple of months later, there was everyone was stuck at home. And um, I actually reckon that helped me kind of recalibrate and go, "What do I want to do?" Has some time to think about it. Um, but I didn't, I didn't mind it. But I, I feel like you, and this is in no way talking about your footy career because you're obviously a very good player. But I feel like you're going, you're going to be even bigger. Post footy, um, how's the transition been for you? Because I feel like you're doing really well in everything you're doing. Mate, 100, percent um, Timmy, and that's something uh, I put a lot of work in when I was playing. And I, it's taken me a few years to find my feet. Like it's been a few different challenges with a few things, and obviously you have a lot of time. I'm mate, I only, only just found out not long ago I'm ADHD, which most people I tell they laugh and go, "Mate, we knew that anyway." But <laughs> um, I, I need to be focusing on something and have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and mate, the balance and everything I've got going on now, I love. So yeah, you know, I'm still mortgage broken, um, still employed at the Dragons, and then you know this year night business is actually about to merge with a, another business, Luke, and I have called LCI Sports. So. You know, we're going to have sort of this Unite Apparel um, helping, you know, athletes build brands. And then yep. uh, we've got the wealth business in the background, which has been going for probably two years now. So we've probably got 20 current NRL, NRL players, but we've got a few other sports mixed into that. So obviously, we've always been a proponent of, you know, making your money work and do different things. And obviously, I know you're still in the lending industry, but yep. it's, yeah, just even away from property and other things you can do um, because there are different ways to make money. So Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so is mate, that, is that tied to just the athletes or is that like, so as listeners, can they have access to that or is it more just for people in the sports world? Man, anyone, like yep. anyone, like we've got family, friends who we refer into the business and um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Something what's what's called LCI Sports? Yeah, LCI Sports. Is there a website or anything? You'll be able to see that. Yeah, yeah, website. Yeah, there's a heap of, you'll see like Nico Hines on there, Yui Aiken, Ugly Mug, Louie, who else on there? Maybe Maloney. Oh, Um, there you go. Listeners, if you're keen to learn a bit more about making your money work for you, LCI Sports, um, check them out. 
Um, so, you're, yeah, you sound like you're juggling a lot of things. How, how do you juggle? I know you said you need a lot going on and, and that helps you kind of focus and get, get through it. But how do you juggle everything and, and make it all work smoothly? Mate, 100%. No, I, uh, just trying to use my time efficiently. And that, mate, that's, <laughs> that's still a juggling act for me because with rugby league, as you know, you've been told to be there at 7 o'clock to do prep. You're on the field at 8. We're going to have lunch at 10, a uh, brekkie or lunch at 10.30. You're going to be in the gym by 11.30. So yeah. you, you sort of have to structure and organise your day. My main thing is every morning I wake up and train. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a bit of a morning routine, which I've spent about 30 minutes, 35 minutes doing, like a bit of meditation, uh, journaling, um, and a few other things, which I help find helps prep me for the day. But, you know, I was up at 4.30 this morning doing a hit class at 5. I'm actually training for a triathlon at the moment. So oh, yeah. I like having these little things to, pre- yeah, to prepare for, mate. And I want to fight by hopefully the middle of the year once I get this triathlon done as well. Hey, who are you going to fight? Well, I was calling out Vaughn in the old team, mate. Um, but Paul Vaughan? He, he's not stepping. Paul Vaughan, oh, yeah, but he's get... not stepping up. Really? Is, is he nah. getting intimidated? Nah, probably not. But you, he, got, you got some got big reach. You got some big reach. I'd, I'd be intimidated by that. So <laughs> <laughs> Because something happened, like he messaged me on Insta because I was doing up with Lomax and yeah. I'm like, do you want to crack on? And uh, anyway, then I called him out on GM and podcast last year and um, then he's like, oh, no, I'm not coming home. So anyway, I've just now moved on. And, oh, this um, is legitimate. Yeah. This is this is legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, no. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Borny, if you're listening, mate, mate the challenge, yeah. the gauntlet is out. Please. Are these nah, all the... Got the gauntlet, it's, done, it's done and dusted. Oh, oh mate, okay. You moved on. I'll fight you when I come home. He said, stay fit. I'm like, bro, I'll be training every day till I'm um, 80. So I'll be fit if you come home in 20 years. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Oh, good. Hey, listeners, hey, we're getting a great exclusive here. This is good. All right. So that's that's good to know the background. But if it's, okay, so if it's not Vaughny, who, who else would you have in your sights? Uh, no, no one in particular. I mean, it's just now, like, I, I really love sport. So yeah. um, it's more just that's something I, I used to say, oh, I'll do it when I retire. And then when the Vaughn thing happened, I started training underground for about four months and then caught him out on Jeff's podcast. And I found I, I really enjoyed it, Timmy. Like, yeah. I've been sparring big Campbell Gillard a couple of times now. Oh, nice. Uh, I mean, how, how does he go? Got been, he goes good, man. He yeah. goes good. He's a big boy, a big yeah. puncher. Um, but like, I felt like I went well against him. Curtis Scott, me and him have done a heap of sparring. Yeah. Uh, and he yesterday has come out publicly fighting Joey Lawyer. Uh, oh, wow. So, man, I don't know. Yeah, I do you remember we, we used to um, spar at Para when Hayden yeah. Nozzles came over Mate, Brod Wright, one of our great mates, yeah. the person I know that can do a double double hand punch. Double hand punch. The double hand. <laughs> the double hander. Man, do you remember I, that? I don't, I don't remember the double hand. I can imagine it, though. He's uh, he's one of the, yeah. You know what? You know what's funny? says to not. He reckons he's a mad fighter. I'm like, mate, you can't. I thought you'd throw double hand punches. <laughs> mate, double the trouble, I'm telling you. They, they work. Maybe. Uh, I remember, so the listeners, we had a, a trainer, Hayden Knowles, who's still in the game, been around, you know, involved with Origin and Australian teams and premiership teams. He had a ring in the back, back corner of our of our gym. And we used to get, uh, you know, we used to get UFC fighters. Remember James Tahuna used to come in? Um, we had guys come Danny in. Green? Danny Green? Danny Green used to train with us. But I remember that it always started off real friendly. Everyone would just sit with the gloves on, have a bit of fun. And all it took was someone to get one of the nose. And then things just got really heated very quickly. Um, oh, mate, 100%. And, and, mate, a lot of rugby league boys are alpha males as well. So it's a bit of an ego thing. And, um, you know, someone challenges or whatever and gets you on the, on the spot, it's on. <laughs> I remember Jared. Was it Jared and Mooks, Steve Kearney and Jared Hayne? 
I, I would have been gone by then. Oh, I didn't okay. Have okay. Yeah. I remember they got in the ring together. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's... that would have been his coach. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. I think the coach wants to teach him a lesson. Um, mate, I just, one of the questions I got here from the great producer, Tom, was he's talking about the 2023, um, CBA negotiations last year. Uh, you and I were both on the RLPA board at one stage. What, what did yep. you take out of it? What did you think about the whole, um, debacle that, that was? Mate, he, he's a very shrewd businessman, Mr. Peter Volandes. And he, um, mate, I've, I've heard a few stories along the way from his, uh, Stuff is at the AJC and um, obviously the NRL, and you know he was trying to help do the best he could could on his end. But obviously we're at a point in time now where the players are the product. And talking to someone today about this, and I know you're a massive American sports fan, like mm. the IP and over in America they own all their IP, don't they? Like yeah. they own like yeah. it's ridiculous. We own nothing, and because I think the come about we're talking with Fisher Harris and Moses last. Like, you know, you can't use anything to do with the NRL, otherwise they want to quit. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas Fish, is, Fish and Leota are in the game for 10 years or 12 years. They, they should be earning every cent they can because they are the product. They well, are the ones going out there. Well, not only can you not use the NRL IP, they can use your IP. So they can get Fisher Harrison yeah. and Moses and splash them up <laughs> everywhere about holding the trophy and sell merch with them on it. But the second you try to reverse yeah. it, ah, uh-uh. Mate, 100%. And, oh, fuck. Probably shouldn't, oh, shit. I shouldn't mention it on this, but yeah, I heard something about um, they, I don't know, something to do with a, a boxing company wanted to put a fight on in uh, America yep. when the um, round one's on, and they said, "We'll wipe the business if you do." Yeah, pretty well. Just look, we want all eyes on rugby league, even though you know if you've got a company over there, Australian company, they're going to bring more Australians over to watch the fight and the footy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how well they're doing with um, ticket sales, to be honest. Uh, yeah, oh, I think you had any numbers? I heard, I heard a number the other day. I heard 20,000 down there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot less than people expected. The other thing is, like you said, they should have turned it into, I know Lanny's intention at the start was to turn it into a really big celebration of Australia. They had the opportunity, hey, like you sure. said, the box, like, yeah, get Aussie box, get Tim Zhu fighting, Tim get, get um, yeah. uh, Alex Volonovsky, like get all these guys and just make it a real Australian event. But um, yeah, we, we found a way to make it a lot smaller than it could have been, I think. Mate, 100%. And look, it's a massive market. I get why they're dipping the toe in over there, but you know, if you're going to have a crack and spend all this money, do it properly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are the chances of you uh, featuring in Las Vegas this year? On a fight card? No, no, just as a as a spectator, as a as a fan. Mate, I uh, I've been to Vegas twice. It's probably a good idea. I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Are what, you going to be there? Did I go when you were there? Did you go 2010? I didn't go. No, I left 09. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I went with John O'Reilly. John O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up, I ended up going yeah. to Texas with him afterwards as well, and, and well and truly saw the great John O'Reilly in his fine form. Literally, what you're saying there, mate. He is one of the. Uh, well, an interesting <laughs> guy to drink with. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of my great mates. I love him. Oh, he's a he's a man. He's actually doing really well post football as well. Um, man, he's built a really good business. Tell me a bit more about, is it Oxygen Home Loans you're with at the moment? Yeah, with Oxygen at the moment. No, yep. they're good, mate. I've been with them for end of 2020. And, you know, I had a lady there called Donna Beasley who mentored me. And she, she's a legend. She's from my hometown of Port Macquarie. And, um, yep. yeah, she, she was really good. But no, I'm sort of just, I'm Jeremy Lattimore, you know, proprietary limited now. So, oh, okay, you're your, own, really, your own thing. Yeah. Yep. 
So, yeah, and, and what, what made you get into that? Credit, you, credit rep. What made you get into finance as a player? Mate, I did, um, I did a uni degree at Penrith, and at that time when I finished, Pepper Money were the, I think they were the, the, the field sponsor, so that was Pepper Stadium yeah, back the then. Great so, Mario Ryan. Uh, Mario, correct. Yes, so, yes. you know, it's like, mate, come in. So I started going into the office, and I was like, man, I don't really like this corporate environment. Um, it wasn't social enough for me, and I didn't really enjoy it. And then my yeah. mate's like, why don't you do, like, obviously with a genuine interest in, I've always loved property, and um, obviously money and stuff. So I was, was like, why don't you come down and learn mortgage broken with me? And I ended up going down and um, Tony Kane, actually, that's an RLP, you know him? Oh, actually, one of the greats, Joel Kane's uh, younger yep, brother. Yep, And he, um, yeah, he sort of taught me the tricks of the trade over the last couple of years of my career. And that's sort of where I went into. So I spent, what, five, six years part-time doing a uni degree and ended up becoming a mortgage broker, which is only a week-long course. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, taught me a lot of life skills. <laughs> yeah, no, speaking of the great Joel Clay, I'm watching him on the screen in the next studio right now with uh, himself and Fletch doing their work, doing their best work. Um, mate, If in 10 years' time, if you have to get a bit of a crystal ball out and have a look at what you're going to be doing in 10 years' time, what do you see yourself doing? You know what, literally where everything's gone in the last year, like I really want to be um, pumping with this Unite Unico. I'm involved in another app, which is due to launch this year called Fitness Mate, which we're pretty excited about that. But um, mate, who knows, hopefully one of them sold for a whole heap of money and I've got freedom to do what I want. But, you know, I'll still be involved in the uh, the game I love, which is rugby league and uh, hopefully, you know, able to mentor and um, coach my young fellow, which I am now, and my yeah. daughter and... Uh, help make them the best humans I can. What um, when you say you're involved with rugby league still, what are you doing with the Dragons? Is it anything with the football team, or is it all commercial? No, all corporate, mate. Yeah, where that's well, I, I love coaching my young fellas' footy team, but yeah. I don't really have an interest in coaching at an NRL level. Uh, I wouldn't mind coaching a bush team when the kids are older, or if my young young fellas playing. But uh, mate, I'm in the my my job title with the Dragons is. I don't even think it's the ambassador. I think it's just partnerships and executives. So oh, okay. um, I, I love having that affiliation. My uh, boss, Benny Thompson, he's, he's been really good to me since I retired. And um, yeah, obviously really love the Dragons and really hoping for a better season this year. Yeah. What, what do you think? Are they going to get better this year? I, th- I think they will. Mate. Yeah, I think they will, man. Flano is um, he's a bit ruthless. He'll come in, he'll shake it up and He'll, he'll, he'll work out what he needs to do to get that football club where it needs to. And, you know, something the other week he sort of touched on. Um, 2014, they got the wooden spoon at Cronulla. 2015, I think they went out week two to the Cowboys who ended up winning it. 2016, they grand final winners. So, yeah. sort of just implying, you know, you can turn it around quick as long as you, yeah, you get the right cattle in place and everything off the field. And, he, he you know, he's brought back Andrew Gray. I don't know if he's had anything. I don't know, Drew. I didn't origin, uh, yeah. He's a, he's yeah, a man. and he, he, he's a mate, fantastic operator. Got Dan Lawson back from the Gold Coast Titans and um, brought Dan Young back, who obviously won the 2010 comp. So yeah. he, he's slowly, you know, trying to rebuild it brick by brick. And I'm, uh, I'm genuinely pumped for obviously what they can do this year because I think there was maybe eight or oh, six games they lost by less than six points last year. So you know, you, you win, and I think a lot of them were close to one or two points. You win them games, you're uh, you're there when the whips are cracking. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Mate, I honestly, I, I know I said this at the start of the show, but I, there's not one person I know, well, other than maybe Paul Vaughan now, <laughs> who I just learned something. <laughs> but there's not one person I know that when I say your name, that I don't straight away laugh or smile or think of a funny story. And um, it's, it, it says not 
just a lot about, uh, I guess, the player you are, but also the person and the, and the impact you have on people around you, mate. You've got that very warm personality that people love being around. And, mate, I've I've seen it firsthand. I've got to enjoy it. Um, I'm, I love every time I get a bump into you. And I, I can't wait to see you take all your other stuff post-football to another level. And we'll be following your journey here on SEN. Mate, Timmy, I really appreciate the kind words, mate. And obviously, you're someone who is held in the same high regard, mate. You're one of the best people I've come across in the game. So hearing that from you is very humbling. And one of our great mates, uh, Mitch Allgood, who, uh, who yeah. who's now your PA, I'm, I'm told. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he has the same opinion of you, brother. He's one of the, yeah, he's, he's on my PA. He's on my PA, but he, uh, he did help facilitate this uh, this conversation. Thank you, Mitchell. All good for all your help, mate. Uh, thanks again, Lati. Okay. Appreciate it, mate. I'm sure I'll see you again really soon, mate. All the best. Yeah. Cheers. Sounds good, Ledge. Hopefully catch up soon. Bye. Legend. See ya.